listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Honestly, Mark is so faithful in helping to oversee our finances and um, much of what we're able to do as a church, not just here but into the nations and beyond ourselves, is because of your faithfulness, Mark. And he uh, approaches it with, he is faith-filled. It's not just, you know, numbers. There's faith. There's what is God saying. Um, and we really appreciate what you release to us. So thank you again for all that you do and for making um, what could be a very, very boring uh, thing very funny and enjoyable. So we appreciate you, Mark. Um, if you're a guest with us this morning, um, you might be thinking, well, this was a bummer Sunday to come to, but I hope you're not. I, I enjoy this because I think we need to see what, you know, where resources are going, where, uh, you know, we're able to be a blessing, where we're, you know, what we're doing with what you're, what you're giving. Um, it's accountability, but it also stirs faith in us to be thankful for what we're able to do. Um, you know, we, we, we don't want to just kind of go, oh, well, you know, let's just roll into another year. We want to thank God. We're thankful for his provision. We're thankful that he's opened doors for us. We're thankful that, that he's uh, opening new areas of impact. And so, you know, a small part of that is resources. We're not going to pass the buckets around again, so don't, don't worry. Um, but when we're faithful with our resources, we're actually able to walk into greater impact in the kingdom. Um, I am not going to now preach for another 30 minutes and um, make you sit through it, but I do want to give you a couple of points around the idea of thankfulness. So that in this flow of, you know, we've seen some of God's provision, what we've been able to do. The point is not just to go, here's the numbers, tick the box. The point is that now we can thank God and say, thank you, God, for your provision. Thank you, God, for your abundance. Thank you for your release. And if you're in a place where you're praying and, and, and asking God for greater release, maybe you're in a tight place and you're going, God, I need to see you come through. The release starts from the place of thankfulness. Did you guys get that this morning? You here? Are you guys alive? There you go. Maybe I'm slightly deaf because I had my inners up really loud. So you have to be a little bit um, more noisy than normal. Because um, I, blew, I blew this ear out. Not completely, but it is um, a little bit loud. So Psalm, Psalm 100 verse 4 says this. Have you done that before? <laughs> you think that's okay? Um, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, or enter his presence with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. And th So thankfulness, this idea of thankfulness, is one of the keys to personal peace and dwelling in the presence of God. That's one of the reasons why we like to do our financial review at the start of the year, so that we can actually enter the year in a place of thankfulness, in a place of going, God, we want to dwell in a place of peace and of your presence. We want everything we do to be marked by the presence of God. Psalm 103 verse 2 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. How often are we guilty of forgetting the benefits of God in our life? We, and when we do that, we stop being thankful, and it actually becomes a hindrance to dwelling in peace in his presence. Thankfulness or being grateful is the key to increase. Can I say this? Don't ask Jesus for more if you're not thankful for what he's already done. 
and what he's already blessed you with. If you want to see an increase of God's manifest presence in your life, thank God for his presence that, he's already see, that you've already seen manifest. If you want to see an increase in impact, thank him for the impact he's already given you. If you want to see relational increase, thank God for the relationships he's already given you. Don't dwell on the relationships you don't have yet. Thank him for the ones that you do have. If you want to see an increase in ministry, thank God for the doors of ministry he's opening. We can't underestimate the impact of thankfulness in our lives. And as we start a new year, something that I like to do, and I think it's a good thing as a church to do, is to, to say, God, what can I be thankful for? How do I develop a lifestyle of thankfulness? How do I cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness? So can I ask you this question as we start a new year? Is your life marked by thankfulness and peace and the presence of God? Or do you feel like you're starting a new year in the place of negativity, worry, doubt, or fear? Now Romans 12 verse 2 says to be transformed. It says don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's a transformation process that can take place. What we choose to think about will actually rewire or change the neural pathways in our brain. So have you ever met somebody who seems to always see the negative? I'm not looking at anyone. I'm looking at the back wall. When we always dwell on the negative and we don't allow the Word of God to transform our mind, we become people who in every situation are like, yeah, but. Oh, you know, I'm trying to think of a random, like, oh, we, we went on the streets of Dandenong and, you know, and, and we saw one person get saved. Yeah, but, you know, have we talked to a few people and they didn't respond and it's like, no, no, but we saw one person get saved. Then you meet other people and you're like, why do they always seem to be you know, positive? Why do they always seem to find the good in a situation? Because they've allowed their mind to be transformed. They've developed a lifestyle or cultivated a lifestyle of thankfulness rather than a lifestyle of grumbliness. That's not really a word, is it? What we choose to meditate on or what we choose to think about rewires our brains, and it also becomes a reality in our lives. So how do we cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness in 10 minutes? That might be a little bit longer. See, when we, when we meditate on the truth and the goodness of God, we respond with thankfulness. And it releases the presence and the peace of God in our lives. I have a sneaking suspicion that when the attitude of our lives becomes thankfulness, we begin to see three things through God's perspective. Just think about that. On the way you see life, are you seeing it through God's perspective? Or do we see it through the world's lens? Psalm 101, I, I said, I've quoted verse 4 before, but let's read from verse 1 to verse 5. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. If you can throw it up there, here you go. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Can you say gladness? Come into his presence with singing. There is your opportunity, Mark. You are now part of the music team. Just so you know, we're, we are all the worship team. We don't have a worship team at Melvin Lights. We have a music team because we are all worshipers. You make a joyful noise to the Lord. 
if you're going to be on the team, you have to make that noise in harmony and in a key. But for everyone else, you can just make the noise. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. How do we cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness? I'm going to give you, how many points do I have? Six points quickly today. Firstly, serve the Lord. The more of our lives spent serving God, the more thankful we become for who he is and his amazing grace. True gladness or happiness and fulfillment is found in serving God. That's what we're created to do. You know what? If you're where God's... God... If you're where God has placed you, you will find joy and fulfillment and purpose. If, you could be, if you're not where God's placed you, you could be in the most beautiful place in the world, but you'll be miserable because we're created for a purpose, and that purpose is to serve and know the Lord. How will you serve this year, and where can you be involved? Happiness. I'm not talking about even just in the church. How will you serve others? Because thankfulness starts with serving the Lord. Secondly, how do we cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness? Know the Lord. The more we know God, the more thankful we are. The more we see through his perspective. Not the more we know about God, the more we know his heart. The more we know him. The more we know God, the more thankful we are. The more thankful we are, the more of his presence we experience. And the more we know him. It just has to start somewhere. Do we know God or just, do we just know about God? Do we spend time in his presence? Because it's amazing what happens when you actually come into the presence of God. It begins to shift our view of situations. It begins to shift our view. Rather than seeing the lack, we, we see what, his hand. We see his purpose. We, see his, we, we sit in his presence. Our, our, our minds are transformed. Our perspective is transformed. How do we come into that place of his presence? Thankfulness, worship, praising him. Just start. You have to start. But we cultivate that by serving the Lord and knowing the Lord. And then thirdly, how do we, I'm going through them quickly. I'm doing my best. <laughs> how do we cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness? I mean, it's not just a moment of thankfulness. I don't want to just be thankful the 10 minutes before I come to church on a Sunday morning so that, you know, oh, I want to have his presence for the rest of my life. I'm a grumpy old man. Express thankfulness. See, when we make a choice to be thankful in every circumstance, to focus on what God has done, it opens the door to his presence in our life. It says make a joyful noise, sing, thanksgiving, praise. They're expressed. Colossians 3 verse 16 says, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and uh, hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness. There's an expression to our thankfulness. It can't stay inside. It's like people are like, I'm, you know, I'm thankful in my heart. I'm happy in my heart. But tell your face. 
I guarantee that if you are in a, uh, in a relationship with somebody, if you don't express your thankfulness, they're not going to feel very, very valued and honored. Now, God doesn't need our thankfulness to feel valued and honored because he is God. But he enjoys it. God gets joy from our worship and our praise. It's like a sweet incense going up to heaven. A recent study said this, people who express gratitude on a regular basis have better physical health, better well-being, increased optimism, and progress toward goals. Don't just think about what you're thankful for. Express it. Say it. Write it down. Do something about it. Fourthly, how do we develop a lifestyle or cultivate a lifestyle of thankfulness? Give. Mark says, amen. It's not just, not just money. I think one of the, the best ways our thankfulness is expressed is through our giving and generosity. Giving our time, serving others, uh, giving our things. It's a wonderful expression of our thankfulness to God for all of his provision in our lives. And it also brings joy to your life and keeps you focused on what's important. See, a lifestyle of generosity, a lifestyle of giving helps us from making our stuff God in our lives. It keeps us from worshiping our stuff. Have you ever been tempted to worship your stuff? You're like, we don't, oh, we don't build idols. Yes, you do. We just don't put them on a shelf in our house. We park them in our garage. We live inside of them. We have idols, but it's not as, uh, as obvious as others. When we start to worship our stuff or our money or our lifestyle, we can never have enough. And no matter how much we have, we're never thankful. But when we give our stuff and we give our money and we give our things and we use them to worship God, it produces thankfulness in our lives. If you're struggling to be thankful today, I'm going to give you a, a handle challenge today. If you're struggling to be thankful, go home and start to give away your stuff. If you're like, I don't have anything to be thankful for, then go, go home, find something, and give it away. It's a key that will unlock thankfulness in your life. You can help your kids to be thankful for what they have by helping them to give some of their stuff away. It's actually amazing how much joy our kids have got from giving their toys. And often it's toys that they don't play with anymore. It's not like, you know, we don't go, hey, it's the second week of January, we're going to give your Christmas presents away. Like, that would be mean. But it's like, this has been in your cupboard since last Christmas. You haven't played with it since then. Who do you want to give it to? There's so much joy. We go, oh, actually, you know who would, who would love that? One of the kids at church, one of my friends at school. And then you give them something. And that person gets joy, and you get joy, and there's thankfulness that's released. Make thankfulness a part, fifthly, of everything that you do. Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the, the Father through him. In everything you do, in word or deed, giving thanks. What are you thankful for today? Stop thinking about what you don't have. 
what you still need, what you're contending for, and think about what you're thankful for today. Ask others what they're thankful for. Talk about it around your dinner table today. Thank God when you wake up in the morning. Thank him when you go to sleep at night. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks. Sixthly, be thankful in the trials. See, I'm not suggesting that to be thankful we have to pretend that nothing bad ever happens. That wouldn't be reality. In Job, we find the account of Job who despite astonishing trials and hardship still chooses to bless the Lord. Job had wealth. He had security. He had a great family. He had influence. He ran businesses that had employees. And in a short space of time, all of it was taken away. His wealth was stolen. His businesses were destroyed. His employees were killed. His family was killed. All that he had was taken away. And Job's response is this in Job 1, verse 20 to 21. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, let us be a people like Job. Things don't always go our way in life. If you've been told that if you follow Jesus, you'll get everything you ever wanted, you've been told a lie, and I'm sorry. There will be hardship. There will be trials. A lot of that is to help form us, to become more like him, to prune us. But can we be thankful in the trials? Do we allow our circumstances to determine our view of God and our thankfulness? Is Jesus truly enough? If he is, we'll be thankful in every situation. If he's not, then when that thing that is the substitute for who he is is taken away, or we don't have it, we stop being thankful. How we answer these two questions. Do we allow our circumstances to determine our view of God and and our thankfulness, and is Jesus truly enough? will largely determine whether we'll respond in thankfulness in trials. They'll determine whether we view thankfulness as a response to material blessings or as a lifestyle in all seasons. I believe God often allows us to go through trials so that we learn this truth. Is Jesus truly enough? We often don't know if we've developed a lifestyle of thankfulness until our thankfulness is tested. Think about that. It's very easy to be thankful when everything's going your way. Life seems to be on the up and up. But when you hit rocky times, when we hit grief, when we hit loss, when when things are taken away, can we say like Job, our response is to worship and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, if I have nothing else but all I have is you, I thank you because you're enough. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. One of the biggest hindrances to developing a lifestyle or cultivating a lifestyle of thankfulness is that we forget. 
We say this often. The word testimony literally means God do it again. When we testify to what God has done, it stirs our faith and it creates an opportunity for God to do that thing again in our lives or in the lives of other people who hear it. That's why we give testimony of healing and of breakthrough and of outreach and of salvations. And that's why it's good when you're giving thanks to the Lord and you're expressing your thankfulness. It's literally saying, God, do this again. Do it again in my life. Do it again in Mark's life. Do it again in our lives. Thankfulness is the key to increase. And as we start 2024, we have a choice about what we focus on this year and how we respond. We have a choice to develop a lifestyle of thankfulness. Now, I want to finish this morning with a practical activation for you. I want you to share with someone else something you're thankful for. So we're going to finish. I'm, I'm not going to, we're not going to have the music team back up because I'm already up here. We, just so you know, I can't preach and play. I don't like leading worship and preaching at, on the same days, um, which is why we almost never do it. But sometimes it's just nice to give the rest of the team a break. And so if you are a guest with us, this isn't our normal. Um, you know, it's, this is not a one-man show. We are very much a team. But it, that's, yeah, anyways, let's move on. But I am so thankful for all of our other musicians um, that get to lead us in worship. Um, what we're going to do is this. I'd love you to grab just two or three people. And with those people, share something that you're thankful for. Please don't give all the background story. No negativity. No, like, you know, all the bad stuff, but I'm, you know, thankful. Just what's something you're thankful for. Let's choose to focus on thankfulness Scaring people off already. Um, one or two people. Preferably not your immediate family. Uh, and just share something you're thankful for. And then here's the other challenge. As you hear other people's testimonies, thank God with them for his goodness. It doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. It can be like, you, it, honestly, this could be as like e superficial or as deep as you want. It can be like, I found Jesus this year. You know, and we should all celebrate, and it could be like, I got the Christmas gift that I wanted. Like, you can be thankful in all circumstances. Cool. So, you guys ready? Can we all stand together? We love you. Be blessed. It is good to see you today. We, we celebrate his presence. Lord, thank you for our thankfulness. Find two or three other people, preferably not your immediate family, and share something that you're thankful for, and let's celebrate his goodness together. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.